Sisters TBR, where we discuss our past, current, and future reads. I'm Stacy, And I'm Rebecca. This episode, we're recapping all of the books we read this month and a deep dive into our featured read, Icebreaker by Hannah Grace. Our recaps will be spoiler-free, but keep in mind our discussions on the featured read will include spoilers. But we'll give you guys a heads up when to get out, so whether you're commuting, working out, or just relaxing at home, we're thrilled to have you with us. Get ready for a dose of bookish goodness on My Sister's TBR. So since our last episode, we have had a little bit of change. Uh, <laughs> we have a new site. It's all like a new platform where we are uploading our podcasts. And um, again, it'll still be on Spotify and Apple. Uh, so make sure that you are subscribing on those. Of course. You get notified. Um, but our website now allows us to uh, like build an audience there. You're able to subscribe to our page and get newsletters and get emails when we make new podcasts. And uh, yeah, so that's super fun. That's like a big step, step for us. Hell yeah. <laughs> We're also doing a uh, giveaway currently there's going to be one day left to get your entries in mm -hmm. and everybody who subscribes to the website which is www.mysisterstbr.com uh, anybody who subscribes there uh, will be entered into the giveaway uh, if you share our instagram post at my sister's tbr if you share the post about our giveaway to your story that will give you an extra entry Ooh. Ooh, we're giving away a My Sister's TBR mug and a book off of your Amazon wish list. Oh, that's super what, fun. What size mug? Because I have the biggest and I absolutely love it. <laughs> well, I guess it'll have to be the biggest mug. It's going to have to be. <laughs> I think it's a, a 15 or 16 ounce. I think it's a 16 ounce mug. It's pretty chunky. Okay. Needed. She chunky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love I it. love it. <laughs> so, Rebecca, how was your mm -hmm. month of reading? Okay. So, this month was very different for me. I only had audiobooks this month. Oh, what? I know. No physical books? I had absolutely no physical books this month. Wow. I, I don't know what, like, I guess where I've just had so much going on this month. Like, I, I can't sit idle. Every time I try mm -hmm. to sit and read, my brain is, this is what I forgot to do at work. This is what I need to do tomorrow. So I just couldn't do it. So anyway, I was listening to audiobooks and having my headphones directly into my ears. So my brain was forced to listen because <laughs> I had no other option. They were in there and I had my volume turned up. <sighs> so yeah. Nice. Um, so all audiobooks. Wow. All audio. I know. Also, two of them were Freedom McFadden. Hey. And neither of them was the book club book, I noticed. <laughs> Actually, I didn't realize that that was the book club book. I've been so oh. out of the loop with the book club book. But 
I just started that um, last it's week. so good. It is so good, Rebecca. I'm, Ugh, I can't yeah. wait to talk about that one. <laughs> that will be now that i'm done the featured read that is what i'm going to finish next mm-hmm. i have a fe- very very distinct feeling that i'm going to be reading a lot of frida over yeah. the next couple of months yeah she's definitely a good one to just like nosedive into because her books are just so they're so fast-paced and captivating and you want to know what happens and the twists are just out of this world yeah. So the first book that I read this month, or f- the first book that I finished this month, actually, I should say, because I was reading different books at the beginning of the month, but I just didn't finish mm-hmm. them. I struggled getting into the romances this month. On, I, I wasn't struggling too much at the f- start with um, A Court of Silver Flames, because, oh, of yeah. course, like, delicious, amazing. Um, but I still, like... Mm, even like going back to it like now getting a taste of the like thriller mystery mm-hmm. uh, that's where my brain is at now <laughs> i don't care for the romance i just i yeah, yeah you just this want is, a good story yeah this is where i'm at now okay so the first book that i finished this month was the housemaid by frida mcfadden i rated this four and the docking of one star is literally again like we've talked about this before we need a different rating system (laughs) because just because i take a star away from this doesn't mean that it's not absolutely amazing Mm -hmm. like i just keep comparing my five star reads like with each other to each other yeah and like they're all different types of five star reads we talked about this a bit um last night at our book club meeting briefly it wasn't like a big in-depth discussion or anything but basically myself and also like you know at least a couple others had had agreed to um we rate our books based on how we feel when we finish it Mm -hmm. so like if you finish that book and it's just like holy shit that was a good book like i can't believe you know i really enjoyed it you know, five star. Like, I wouldn't hesitate anymore now. I feel like if a book impacts me in any way and I just can't stop thinking about it or, like, I'm just like, God, that was a good book. I'm going to five star it. Like, yeah. I'm going to stop comparing it to my other five stars because, yeah, there's going to be different levels. Yeah. And I mean, true. I don't know. I just, I think if a good book deserves a five star, I'm just going to give it a five star now. I don't even care anymore. You get a five yep. star. Yep. Yeah. But I understand, too, from your point of view with wanting to organize your stars better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but a strong, solid four-star rating for this book. Okay. The Housemaid by Frieda McFadden. This is a thriller mystery. 338 pages. Um, yeah. Okay. Welcome to the family, Nina Winchester says as I shake her elegant manicured hand. I smile politely, gazing around the marble hallway. Working here is my last chance to start fresh. I can pretend to be whoever I like, but I'll soon learn that the Winchester's secrets are far more dangerous than my own. Every day, I clean the Winchester's beautiful house top to bottom. 
I collect their daughter from school, and I cook a delicious meal for the whole family before heading up to eat alone in my tiny room on the top floor. I try to ignore how Nina makes a mess just to watch me clean it up, how she tells strange lies about her own daughter, and how her husband, Andrew, seems more broken every day. But as I look into Andrew's handsome brown eyes so full of pain, it's hard not to imagine what it would be like to live Nina's life. The walk-in closet, the fancy car, the perfect husband. I only try on one of Nina's pristine white dresses once, just to see what it's like. But she soon finds out, and by the time I realize my attic bedroom door only locks from the outside, it's far too late. But I reassure myself, the Winchesters don't know who I really am. They don't know what I'm capable of. Dot, dot, dot. So, like, I did not expect mm -hmm, where this was going, honestly. Like, when it switched to Nina's perspective... And then it yeah. replayed everything. Oh my god. I find with Frida's um, like twists and turns in her books that they are done so almost subtly. Like it's almost a subtle, not like this big explosion. It's like this realization. And I think with that comes like this amount of almost like dread when you mm. when you get to the plot twist and you're reading it and just the way that everything starts to click into place mm -hmm. like it's not like this big explosion of you know this you know it's just yeah. this realization it just comes over you like a waterfall almost okay that is so true yeah and i loved loved it with this book i can't wait to read the next ones actually because like I love the I ending. I haven't read the second one yet. No? Okay. No. I did immediately jump into it, but it didn't grasp me, and I ended mm. up going off to something else. And since then, I've heard that the second book isn't as good as the first, so mm. I haven't been, like, ready to jump into that one yet. But yeah. if we're going, like, total Freedom McFadden March Madness, I'm game for it. <laughs> hey, I love that. McFadden March Madness. Right now, that's March's theme. <laughs> we still have to read the um, the actual featured read, though. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> but everything else we can arrange around Frida. Let's do it. I'm okay with that. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, carry on with your review. Absolutely loved it. To the point where I literally ended this audiobook and immediately... So I, I, so Dom, she loves Freedom McFadden. She's constantly reading her and putting up reviews on her Instagram. So as soon as I finished this, this book, I texted Dom and I was like, oh my God, absolutely amazing. And she told me to read the next book that I read. Um, mm -hmm. So I literally, within like a couple of minutes, I started the next audiobook. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> amazing amazing oh my god i like put off the featured read for so long so i was like i just want more of frida <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah she's so good loved it what was your first read of the month so my first finished book this month was in the likely event by rebecca yaros Ooh. Uh, i literally finished this february the first so <laughs> 
it uh, it feels like it's been a while since I read it, but it was it yeah, this was a solid. This was a five star for me. I was blown away. So Rebecca Yaros, like right off the bat, like I I have a couple of her books here on my shelves that I did not even recognize. Um, when I read Fourth Wing, I was like, man, I really have to look into this Rebecca Yaros. Um, searched her up and lo and behold, found a couple on my shelf, like through the app that I have. Um, so I was like, okay, that's really neat. (laughs) You know, you have too many books. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I started, um, in the likely event and I finished it within days. Like I loved this book. It's a, um, contemporary romance, a military romance. Uh, I was 348 pages and uh, yeah like I said I rated it five stars I did not hesitate with the five stars for this book um I did go down and read through some of the reviews after and it seems there's um some political issues that people have uh Mm. brought up and have changed their reviews down to like one star stuff like that like yeah so I don't I didn't do a deep dive on it I'm Maybe that makes me ignorant. I don't, I don't know. So I'm kind of like hesitant. (laughs) Mm, Okay. But, uh, but yeah, so this book, it, um, follows Izzy and Nate. So when Izzy Astor gets on a plane to go home, she isn't expecting much. It's the usual holiday travel experience, busy, crowded, stressful. Then she spots her seatmate who is anything but ordinary. Nate Felon's sports dark hair blue eyes, and a deliciously rugged charm that Izzy can't resist. Their connection is undeniable. Izzy never believed in destiny before, but she does now. Just 90 seconds after takeoff, their plane goes down in the Missouri River. Their lives change, they change. Nate goes on to a career in the military while Izzy finds her way into politics. Despite a few chance encounters over the years, the timing never feels right. Then comes a high-stakes reunion in Afghanistan where Nate is tasked with protecting Izzy's life. He'll do anything to keep her safe and everything to win her heart. So that description doesn't really do it justice because they have, like, this on and off, like, relationship for about 10 years. So this book is, like, it's dual POV and dual timeline. Oh. So it tells story, yeah, so it tells their story throughout the years Plus their current story. Mm. I loved that so, so much. Um, so you get like the experience of them, you know, when they met before the plane mm. went down. And that, like the build up of like their... Of everything after, right? Ugh. Like the the absolute like mind blowing uh, coincidences that happened to, to bring them together. Stuff like that. And... Um, when they meet up now in uh, Afghanistan where he is her bodyguard, um, they're not aware that this is who he's protecting and this <gasps> is who's protecting her. So they don't no know that way. until they meet on the tarmac. Right. Oh. So that alone. Right. So as soon as like he recognizes her right away, like they were after having this falling out like three years prior to them meeting. So they went like, I don't know if it was two years or three years of like no contact after having this like whirlwind of a, you know, I just, oh, I can't like, <laughs> I just want to talk about this in so much detail, but I can't. Yeah. No, nope. um, 
in typical Rebecca Yarrow's fashion, uh, there is a lot of tension, a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, like there's spice. Mm-hmm. There's uh, very lovable main characters, um, like rooted for them right from the get go. They had such amazing chemistry right from right from the start, and then she has a big plot twist, like her other books, of course. <laughs> yep, um, that feels like it totally pulls a rug out from underneath you, but it was a phenomenal story. Phenomenal. I can't stop thinking about Nate and Izzy. Like they are. <sighs> One of, like, the top book couples now. Okay, jeez. <laughs> so, yeah, like, read it when you want to get back into romance because okay. it was just, like, it was so much more than just romance, you know? Like, you've got, mm-hmm. like, that whole story anyways, but, yeah. Okay. So I started February off so well. Yeah. Good God. <laughs> and then it went downhill. No, it didn't really oh. go downhill, but anyways. What was your next read? (laughs) So, my next read, which was suggested to me by Dom, the one that she told Mm -hmm. me to read, um, was Ward D by Frida McFadden. Mm -hmm. Did you read this one? No, I have not read that one. Okay. This was really good. I was (laughs) on my tippy toes. (laughs) Okay. On the edge of my seat. Yep. I rated this four. This is a th- mystery thriller. Um, 288 pages. Oh, this only came oh, out in... short. Yeah, and it only came out in May of last year. Hmm. Hmm. Medical student Amy Brenner is spending the night on a locked psychiatric ward. Amy has been dreading her evening working on Ward D, the hospital's inpatient mental health unit. There are very specific reasons why she never wanted to do this required overnight rotation. Reasons nobody can ever find out. And as the hours tick by, Amy grows increasingly convinced something terrible is happening within these tightly secured walls. When patients and staff start to vanish without a trace, it becomes clear that everyone on the unit is in grave danger. Amy's worst nightmare was spending the night on Ward D, and now she might never escape. Ooh. I never read either of these descriptions before going in, but um, playing out, you know, like, things are pretty intense during the the book, and then you've got the plot twist closer to the end. Mm -hmm. But then the very, very ending, it's like also another plot twist very very interesting and it's also a time like a different timeline one so like it always goes back to oh. like present day where she's working in this ward um and then it goes back to eight years prior and explains like when she's in medical school and she's got her friend and it explains the events leading up but very very good i i am utterly obsessed with frida now after these two <laughs> do you do you know anything about her like as an author a person no nothing uh she's actually a practicing physician uh specializing in brain injury so whoa her yeah she knows her shit Whoa. i yeah. think that makes that makes this so much better now yeah 
uh, is funny because uh, in her like biography, because um, I was doing up like the author notes for our book club, and uh, her biography, she actually has wrote um, that she like lives uh, with her family in Black Cat in a centuries-old three-story home overlooking the ocean with staircases that creak and moan with each step, and nobody could hear you if you scream. Unless you scream really loudly, maybe. That's what she actually has in her. <laughs> how does she? Ugh, how does she sleep at night? Oh, I don't know, but I love her. Uh, somebody, um, like about her plot twist. Um, somebody had asked her on Goodreads. Uh, said, "What is your plan when writing mystery books? As in, how does it come together so well? I love your book so much." And it was really interesting what she had wrote. Um. I brought this up as well again in the book club. So if anybody's in the club that is listening to the podcast, you're going to hear me repeat a lot of stuff. <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, so she came back and she answered it and said, readers seem to expect more in a twist these days because everything has already been done. You have to step out of the box of like the suspects where A, B, C, D and A is the killer. It's not even enough to say that E is the killer. It has to be E is the killer because he is actually B and was the victim's mother and his daughter and also was dead the whole time. That is the <laughs> level of twistiness that is now required. It's kind of frustrating when I have a great idea, but I can't come up with that great twist. And yet it's always exciting and satisfying when I do come up with it. So like she, okay. like she can't just write her books with like the regular plot twists that everybody's used to now. Yeah. She's got to try to come up with these like super mind bending, like, and she does well with it. Good God. From what I've seen so far, yep. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. Wow. I can't wait to read more. Mm -hmm. I hope this one is going to be your next one. Because my next book was Never Lied by Frieda McFadden. Ah. Can't wait to hear it because, yes, that is what I'm going to read next. <laughs> uh, so this was my second time reading it. So I did change my review a little compared mm. to my first time reading it. Okay. Um, so Never Lie by Frieda McFadden. Uh, it's a, another thriller mystery, obviously. 286 pages. And I initially rated it five stars. Like, I loved, loved, loved this book. Second time around reading it, I rated it four stars. So I did lower it. It's not a very good book to reread. <laughs> mm. I'll read the description. Newlyweds Trisha and Ethan are searching for the house of their dreams. But when they visit the remote manor that once belonged to Dr. Adrian Hale, a renowned psychiatrist who vanished without a trace four years earlier, a violent winter storm traps them at the estate with no chance of escape until the blizzard comes to an end. In search of a book to keep her entertained until the snow abates, Trisha happens upon a secret room, one that contains audio transcripts from every single patient Dr. Hale has ever interviewed. As Trisha listens to the cassette tapes, she learns about the terrifying chain of events leading up to Dr. Hale's mysterious disappearance. Trisha plays the tapes one by one, late into the night. With each one, another shocking piece of the puzzle falls into place, and Dr. Adrian Hale's web of lies slowly unravels. And then Trisha reaches the final cassette, the one that reveals the entire horrifying truth. Okay. Did you read this since we started the podcast? Or was this released since we started the podcast? Um, no, it was first published in 2022. Let me just look at when I read it last. Because I've heard you read that description before. Yeah. 
July was uh, when I read it. So I would have talked okay. about it on the July episode. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. cannot wait to read this because I didn't realize that. Uh, so I still like really enjoyed it reading it the second time around. It's just after knowing what you know at the end of the book. Mm. Yeah. Going back, like, there there were plot holes that I was picking up on and just just really, like, strange things that didn't fit with mm. the plot, like, the, you know, like, the end of it. So, that was really my biggest issue with it. Um, another one where she really keeps you on the edge of your seat. You're second-guessing everything. You're trying mm. to figure out what the hell is going on. There are, like, so many... <laughs> Is it really hard to talk about her books without spoiling yeah. anything? Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. Just gonna leave it at that. That mm-hmm. it was still a great book. Still a five star first read. Hundred percent. Just mm. not a second. Read. Okay. So five just star. don't reread it. <laughs> yeah. Don't reread it. Okay. Yeah. But again, yeah. This one, I think I I listened to the audio for this one. So it was very. Ooh, Oh, like, kind of spooky that's what i started um, was the audiobook for it yeah yeah it was great what was your next book so my next book was actually the featured read so if you have another one oh. you go ahead yes i read a christina lauren book oh if you can call it a book it was 101 pages <laughs> hey very short we count novellas here. Oh. Perfect. Hell yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, so I read The Exception to the Rule by Christina Lauren. I rated it four stars. It's a romance novella, contemporary. Um, and like I said, 101 pages. Uh, I think it technically would be considered like even less than a novella because the way that this story was told was through mainly like emails. It's oh. really interesting. So it was like like an email isn't going to take up as much of the page as like full paragraphs. Yeah. Right? So that's that's kind of why like I feel it's less than a, like a regular 101 page novella because there was a lot of extra space. But I will read the description. Okay. On February 14th, an accidental email to a stranger opens the door to an unexpected relationship in a captivating short story by the New York Times bestselling authors of The Unhoneymooners. One typo and a boy and girl connect by chance. Wishing each other a happy Valentine's Day isn't the end. In fact, it becomes a friendly annual tradition. Uh, With rules, no pics, no real names, nothing too personal. As years pass, the rules for their email dates are breaking. And they're sharing more than they imagined, including the urge to ask, what if we actually meet? Christina Lauren's The Exception to the Rule is part of the improbable meet-cute, irresistibly romantic stories about finding love when and where you least expect it. They can be read or listened to in one sitting. Uh, So this is like a whole series that I think Amazon may have. And there's like a whole bunch of different authors that have done them. Like um, Sally Thorne has a book that's in it. Um, Ashley Poston has a book that's in it. Like it's... I think I might go and just read all the rest of them, to be honest. Back to this book. This was so freaking cute because, like, when they start this tradition, this annual tradition, I think she's 14 and he's 16. And he tries to email um, a teacher 
about something to do with school, but ends up emailing her. So that starts this back and forth between them. And it's all confined to Valentine's Day every year. So, like, they don't tell a lot of information about each other, but you still get so much. It's such an incredible story. Uh, it does switch after a while to, like, their Oops. own, um, like, chapters or whatever. But what a great mm, okay. way to tell this story. And it just felt so personal. Like, I thought, like, it, it felt like I was reading emails from people I knew. Like, it was just such... Oh, it was so, so good. Strangers and, like, that feeling of, um, like, right person, wrong time. Like, that sort of feeling while you're reading it. Mm. Because, like, every year they're, you know, like, giving little recaps on where they're to in their life. And, I mean, it's a romance. So, you know, like, eventually they get, you know, these feelings for each other. Oh, yeah, it was adorable. Cute. And it it being only 101 pages, it, it was literally one sitting. I sat down, read it, and I just, I felt so, like, I wanted it to be a full book. I want to corner Christina yeah. and Lauren and just say, write this into a full <laughs> novel, please. <laughs> or give me an epilogue. I don't know. I need more. Yeah, something. I need more, more. words. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was a great quick read. So I think I will go back and read the other ones. They're all like released uh, for Valentine's Day. So they're all going to be like, uh, yeah. Lovey dovey. Uh, yeah. Cute. <laughs> okay. I might. I'm. What? Yeah. When I'm yeah. back on my romance train. Okay. Let's dig into our featured read. Yay. All right. So whoever hasn't read this book yet, get out. <laughs> We're going to spoil it. <laughs> um, unless you have no intention of reading this book, then you can stick around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So our featured read. <laughs> Icebreaker. By Hannah Grace. What did you rate it? Uh, I rated it four stars. I don't even remember. If, I haven't rated it yet, actually. Um, I'm also going to say four okay. stars. Yeah. So four stars, even though you're in like a romance rut. <laughs> um, yeah, because of the it was pretty top tier (laughs) it's funny because i kept i mean you would always say too that like there was a lot of a lot of spice um every Mm -hmm. tiktok that i would see it would be like it would talk about icebreaker and then it would be like dick 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 yep (laughs) yeah it's so accurate Uh um (laughs) so icebreaker by hannah grace is a sports romance, of course. Uh, 435 pages. It's pretty long. Yeah, actually. This was like... Yeah. So I also, of course, I've listened to this too on audiobook. And like, it took me a while. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Yeah, even though I obviously I read two books in between, but it still took me like a long time to finish this. Anastasia Allen has worked her entire life for a shot at Team USA, a competitive figure skater since she was five years old, a full college scholarship thanks to her place on the Maple Hills skating team, and a schedule that would make even the most driven person weep. Stassi comes to win. No exceptions. Nathan Hawkins has never had a problem he couldn't solve. As captain of the Maple Hills Titans, he knows the responsibility of keeping the hockey team on the ice rests on his shoulders. When a misunderstanding results in the two teams sharing a rink, Anastasia's partner gets hurt in the aftermath, Nate finds himself swapping his stick for tights and one scary coach for an even scarier one. The pair find themselves stuck together in more ways than one, but it's fine because Anastasia doesn't even like hockey players, right? Uh. <laughs> like, this was, yeah, this was cute, um, but like not overbearingly cute. Mm -hmm. The perfect balance with spice, like friendships, and I remember you talking about how much you loved how they talked so much about like mental health and like therapy and consent and like, oh, yeah. There's so much like representation for like mental and physical disabilities. There's any sort of uh, like LGBTQ mm -hmm. representation, even racial. Yeah. Like there's just so much jam packed into this book that I was just floored. I just could not believe that such a perfect book existed. Yeah. <laughs> but I also liked how Nate and uh, Stassi, like, they discussed so much. Like, mm. it, when things were, you know, getting rough or whatever, like, when they were arguing about something, like, they recognized that mm. they needed to talk about it, that... Stassi needed to explain that, like, like you know, you're not thinking straight. Like, you know, let's take a beat, mm -hmm. right? Like, and even Nate would agree and say, like, yeah, like, I mean, I know I'm overreacting. I know I'm, you know, not coming at this at the right angle or whatever. I just loved that. <sighs> Communication. Oh, oh, yes. What a man. It's all I ask for. <laughs> yes. Oh, like. But then. There's no communication from Aaron. Frank, I hated him. I have never felt so much rage towards a fictional character as I have for Aaron. I thought it was going to come out to be like, oh, he loved her this whole time and he just, you know, being a man and not knowing how to communicate. Like, I just thought it was going to end up being that. Mm -hmm. But no, he's just a freaking douche. Yeah. Yeah like what oh my god yeah he like the way that he manipulated was just so gross yeah. the way that like stassi sort of like you know went back to him like the friendship i mean like into the apartment and stuff like nate was getting so like upset over it like how could she go back to him after everything that he mm. said to her or about her everything that he's done and she's just like 
bitch, no, like, I'm just going back because it's what benefits me in the long run. And I loved that, that she recognized mm-hmm. it, that she wasn't this, you know, airhead of a character that she was, you know, like, oh, he said he was sorry, so I'm going to go back and, you know, be friends. She recognized that, you know, chances are he's not going to change, that this, but this is the step that I need to take to further my career. Yeah, and it's, and I love yes, that. And like, she was like, in a strictly like professional, like strictly yes, yeah. for her career. Oh, what yeah. a freaking woman. Yeah. I've just, I felt she was just so relatable and like more so just like seeing what she goes through and how she comes out on top mm-hmm. of it all and how, changing her environment is what helped her like as soon as she went in living with nate and the other hockey players she like totally flipped like she went from you know this person who was just like a people pleaser like you know just doing whatever aaron told her to do because why would he you know you know manipulate her or whatever to being her own person Mm -hmm. then and experimenting with food and with being more open to change and stuff like it was just so so nice to see that like realistic side of a character definitely and like i like how she during all of that i like how she still didn't form a dependency on nate Mm -hmm. like yes she liked having him around but like she was like yeah i'm gonna move back home she didn't feel like just a character on paper no like i didn't i didn't feel like that (sighs) Loved her. Loved her. And I loved her relationship with the boys in the house. Like, I know. That was so sweet. It was so, like, such a platonic love. Yes. Like, the way that she was with JJ, the way she was with Henry. Like, I, oh, it was so cute. And I want friends like that. God. (laughs) Yeah, that was so sweet. Oh, my God. It reminded me, honestly, a lot, like, when I lived in Cornerbrook. And I had mm-hmm. all of, like, my guy friend group, like, with my ex. And, like, when I was, like, every day I would come home and they'd all be like, oh, like, mom's home. Like, hey, mom. You know, like, and I loved that, right? <laughs> so, like, having that, just reading this just made me just think about that a lot. And it was just really nice. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, I think a lot of our followers on Instagram... Um, most of them did like the book. I posted back a few days ago just looking for some thoughts on the book and I did get some response. Like, uh, what's Theodora reading? She wrote, I really love this book. It reminds me a bit of The Deal by L. Kennedy, which I loved. And also really funny, the group text. Nathan is everything. Hope you love it. Um, so yeah, we may need to put the deal on our because yeah that is also another i know i've read a couple of l kennedy's books and she does have very similar writing i find from hannah grace so and um mama's cozy corner she wrote and said i really enjoyed this book as i had not read a sports romance like this previously it had the humor and that uh, enemies to lovers vibe that we know and love some of the spicy scenes i was like what how is that even possible <laughs> but i enjoyed it <laughs> yep yep i agree some of the spicy scenes did feel a little uh like you you had to stop for a minute and just picture yep. it yep 
just to figure it out. <laughs> I could have easily rated this a five star. I don't even know what I took away a star for. Maybe just because like there was a point that I did sort of start feeling like it was a little too long. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like it may didn't really need to be as long as it was. Who was your favorite side character in this novel? Because there were a lot. I, I remember when we were talking about it, that it kind of felt like there were all these names being thrown at you. <laughs> like there was so many characters. Honestly, I want to say Henry. Um, That's my favorite too. <sighs> he just sounded like such like a, oh, like his platonic love that he had for her. Oh my God. Like, and he was so worried about her after that happened with the ice, when she yeah. fell through and like how upset that made him. And like, what a little like and the way that he fucking yeah punch friggin swung his dukes for (laughs) loved him everybody needs a henry yeah like he just reminded me of this like big puppy dog but turned into bulldog when needed yeah (laughs) yeah Oh, I love him so much. What about you? Was it also Henry? Yeah, I, I yeah. yeah, it was it was Henry, hands down. Oh. My favorite character. He was so sweet. He's actually the uh, main male character of book three. <gasps> mm-hmm. Book two, Wildfire. Um, so many people have told me now, like since reading Icebreaker, that we need to read Wildfire. Okay. Like it's will do. Really good as well. Um that one is follows russ and then daydream follows uh henry (sighs) okay gotta read it and that one is out in june number three okay so if you were in anastasia's position how would you handle the unexpected situation of sharing the rink with nate I don't know. See, because I've never been in sports, so I don't have that understanding or that mm, competitive, you know. But at the same time, I do understand her getting upset because she needed so much more time to train. So Mm -hmm. obviously having to share a rink that cuts down her time for training. So I I understand. I probably, if given, yeah, if I were in her shoes, I probably would have reacted the same, especially knowing my competitive side. (laughs) yeah yeah uh were you surprised by the reversal of the typical sunshine versus grumpy dynamic between anastasia and nate honestly no it wasn't like i wasn't i don't think i really even thought about it like it didn't surprise me it was just it was it was nice like how mm-hmm. different it was yeah yeah oh. yeah i i like the reverse sunshine uh versus grumpy yeah. i like the reversal of it did you find that stassi's like initial cold shouldering of nate was a relatable or frustrating character trait um yeah i thought it was like a little rude at first yeah, like it kind of felt like it wasn't needed. Yeah. Like it, I didn't think it felt uh, like coherent with her character. No. Because like from the beginning, like her character seemed very, like she seemed like a really polite, nice, you know. And then for her to just like turn 
I like is not Nate's no, fault exactly. <laughs> and like her right? her hate for hockey players obviously is what yeah you know caused her rudeness towards Nate but like I can't imagine taking that out on someone you okay. know I don't know and like knowing who she is now you know like throughout the book that was yeah like so out of character um, yeah so at least she had growth with that specifically she did yeah quite a bit yeah. but yeah i guess i think that's pretty well unless you had anything else you want to talk about a bit icebreaker overall it was just a good book a uh, good romance mm-hmm. it had um like it didn't have that like third act breakup that most romance novels have like they handled that really yeah. well it was low on the drama side between Nate, like between like the romance characters, you know, the drama was more so the friendships. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I found very mature. Yeah. Yeah. I think it handled a lot of the important topics really mm-hmm. well when it came to like body image, um, mental health like eating disorders mental health yeah yeah and especially like the relation like the platonic relationships Mm. in the the novel i think yeah overall it did a really good job amazing i would yeah 10 out of 10 recommend i definitely recommend Mm -hmm. it yeah agreed (sighs) now we have to read uh nicole mays Mm -hmm. Um, let me just look it up, just make sure I say it right. Cannot wait, honestly. It's gonna be good. Yep, that one's, we've been following that one for a while. It's got a really good rating on Goodreads so far. Like, everybody is rating it five and four star. There's three reviews so far rated at three stars. Okay, which is... 45 rated it four and 131 Holy rated it five stars. Holy crap. Yeah, so she, like, blew it out of the water. Oh, good for her. Yeah. Can't wait to try it. Oh, can't wait. Yeah. So we will have that posted on our Instagram tomorrow. Woohoo. All right. Now would be a good time for you to hit that subscribe <laughs> button on whatever podcast app you are listening to mm-hmm. us on. And give us a follow on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Get the good stuff. Boop, boop. All right. See ya.